You are listening to the Declutter Club podcast, where we talk all things decluttering to help you tackle the most difficult parts of organizing. I'm your host, Dana L'Oreal Morales, and I invite you to listen along as I jump into today's topic. So I want to take some time in this episode to talk about and understand the decluttering process, because this is one of the hardest and most important parts of your organizing journey. It's one of those things that a lot of people try to skip past because they don't like doing it and just want to or quote unquote organize, right? You want to do the beautification side of organization, but you can't do this. And it's why you're organizing efforts are failing. So I want to really dig deep into this. I want you to understand, and I need you to commit to doing this stage. I'm going to help you through it, but just know that this is one of the hardest ones and and you will get more discouraged and you will be encouraged if you don't kind of walk through this in a very um, structured way. Okay. So as you pick things up, you should be repeating this daily mantra. And this is the mantra I give to all of my clients to help them through this process. And that mantra is, does whatever it is in your hand serve a purpose in your life today? Literally say this to yourself, because if you look at everything in your space and your life and your soul or your business, because decluttering is not just about physical, although that's our focus, it's not just about physical. But if you take all of those areas and whatever it is you're trying to declutter and ask yourself this question, right? It will make things so much easier for you. I, I guarantee you this because it makes you shift your thinking a little bit, okay? So if you pick something up and you say, I don't even know what this is, it's pretty easy for you to understand it's not really serving a purpose in your life, right? Because you don't even know what it is. So how (laughs) can you say it has a purpose? So just let it go and stop fighting it, right? You know, that old college t-shirt that I know you have in the bottom of your t-shirt drawer or fill in the blank, right? You can substitute your college t-shirt for something else that you haven't touched in years, right? Um, That you just love too. It's that thing that you love and you just really hold on to it like a security blanket. You can't fit in it anymore. It doesn't serve a purpose in your life, right? So, So begin to ask yourself that question. If it's balled up in the bottom of your your drawer or whatever it is, the bottom of your toolkit or whatever that thing is, if you can't fit into it, if you don't really like it, but it's more of an emotional attachment, is it still serving a purpose in your life? If you can't fit in it and you aren't going to frame it and display it, right? That's another little test that I like to give people is, well, let's, if it's that important to you, let's go ahead and frame it and put it on the wall. And in most cases, I get the, the side eye, right? Of what, what do you mean? Put it on my wall. I'm not going to put this on my wall. Well, why do you have it, right? If you're not going to give it a place of honor in your space, why do you have it? So if you have a keepsake box or something like that, and you preserve it in a nice way in that box, that's different. You're giving it a place of honor right? But you have to really be thoughtful about the things that you're keeping and why you're keeping them and not just do it out of, out of habit. 
or or com- not commitment in the word I want to use, obligation, right? I guarantee you, if you ask yourself this question, it is going to help you get through your items and it's going to help you go um, let go of several things in your life, right? So, so that's our mantra. That's what we're going to be using throughout this journey is does this serve a purpose in your life? today, right? Today. All right. So now that we've talked about that, let's go into some of our tools because just like anything else with the decluttering process, there are tools that you need to help you through this journey. And we're just going to run through this list and just know that these items are not an end-all be-all, right? They are recommendations. They are things that I typically use when I work with clients and that I recommend that clients have when they begin their journey. So the very first tool that I recommend that you get is your journal, your organizing journal. And we use this through all five stages. And the reason why I recommend that you have this journal is for you to be able to write down the ideas, the thoughts, the things that are in your head so you are not distracted by the ideas and by the, oh, let me go look this up and, oh, this would be great. Let's go look for this in the store, right? No. If you have a thought, if you have a question, if you have a, ooh, I need to track this, put it in your journal, okay? And your journal could literally be a little small spiral notebook that can fit in your purse, something that can fit in your pocket. It could be a hardback journal that you really just love and you want to keep track of everything in that journal. This is going to go with you as you continue through this organizational process. I will walk you through what types of things to add to your journal as we go through the challenge, but ultimately it is to help you um, utilize Purposeful spending is going to help you as you continue to navigate the mindset stage because the declutter stage is a layer on the mindset stage. The mindset stage doesn't just stop, right? It continues on, but we're we're layering or coupling up the declutter stage and the mindset stage. So as we're going through and decluttering certain categories, you're going to have the idea of, oh, I need to get some more X, Y, Z. Well, instead of just going out and purchasing that, since we're in a no purchase zone, right? You're going to put it in your journal as a, this is something I need to consider purchasing once my no purchase uh, zone has been lifted, right? My no my no purchase um, limitations have been lifted, then I have a list that I can go by when I am in the store. And so that will help us have better or more purposeful spending uh, when that time comes. You can put measurements up there. You can put, oh, let me consider how I would want to situate this closet. Um, but And I don't want to get too far into that part of it because that's really getting more into system development, right? So when you're decluttering, If there are things you need to look up and things you need to think about, write it down and we'll come back to it later. Okay. All right. So that's your journal. Um, The next thing that you want to get and have with you are donation boxes. Now, donation boxes, I like to use paper boxes. Number one, because they're easy to get, they're free, (laughs) they're free and they're easy to get. And then the, the other reason why I like paper boxes is because they have lids. And so it's, they're easily stackable. And so in my space, I am not, um, 
have, I don't have boxes all over the place and I'm tripping over. I can literally line them up down the hall or in the room I'm in or what have you and use them for sorting purposes. And then I can stack them up when, if, if I stop in the middle of the decluttering process, or if I'm just using them for the, the donation side of the house, I can line them up by the back door. And as I find things that need to be donated, I just put them in the appropriate box. Now, it depends on where I am. Now, granted, I've been doing this for years, but you may have one donation box that everything just goes in and you'll sort through it later. And other people like to have designated sorting boxes or designated donation boxes for each organization for which they are donating. So let's say that I donated to an animal shelter. I gave all my towels to the animal shelter and I had some dresses I was given to Becca's closet and I had some items that I want to give Goodwill and some items that ARC was coming to pick up, right? So that's four different donation boxes that I would have and maybe I'd designate each of those for what they were and one, one is full for that particular um, agency, then I would just close it and go and donate it, like go and take it. Um, so there's many different ways that you can do this. We can talk through it if you have questions about that. But ultimately, long story short, you can get donation boxes. I recommend paper boxes for you to use for this purpose. Okay. Garbage bags. Listen, when you are in the process, when your mind is wrapped around today, I'm going to declutter today, I'm going to tackle this area. You don't want to have to worry about having all the right things around you because you want to make sure that you have set up an environment in which you can focus on your task at hand and cannot get or don't get easily distracted. So garbage bags are a huge, huge, huge thing that I always say, get the gallon size or not gallon. Yeah, maybe it's the gallon, whichever the big ones that you put in your kitchen or you put out in the garage, those big ones, get those, get one of those and bring it into the space with you because you will be amazed at the amount of garbage that you identify um, as you're going through the declutter process, especially if you're doing a, a large room or an office space or something like that, that has lots of paper um, or a child's room, you are going to find a ton of garbage in those spaces. So you want to make sure that you have the garbage bag. Donation zone, you want to identify your donation zone. So this isn't so much a tool, quote unquote tool, but it is something that you want to go ahead and think about and set up in your environment. The donation zone is where all the donations go to live until they leave that space, okay? So in my house, there is a space right beside the back door that is rarely used. We have an extra chair sitting there and I just slide a, a paper box under the bottom of the chair. And so everybody in the family knows is if there's something that you wanna get rid of, right? Or let go of, put it in this box or sit it on this chair. That signifies to me that you no longer want it, right? Um, so that is our zone. And my family knows that if they start to see this area um, get a lot of stuff in it, they know that I am on a decluttering spree and that, I, you know, that kind of triggers them sometimes to go and look and see, is there anything that they want to let go of, right? Um, other times I have to ask, I'm like, listen, I'm going to go make a donation this week. Do you guys have anything? Okay, so that's something to think about. Where are you going to house the stuff that is leaving your home until you get ready to go? Is it going to be in the garage? 
Is it going to be in the hallway? Is it going to, you know, where is it going to be? And make sure that everybody in that space knows where that location is. So they aren't putting things there that they want to keep. Okay. All right. A donation chart. A donation chart is really for those of you um, who track your, well, let me back up a second. Donation charts are used for tax purposes, right? And that purpose is to keep track of what you're donating, um, especially if you plan on filing them on your taxes, okay? So if you, so as a, if you're a business owner or you uh, itemize your deductions, you have to track your donations, right? And it depends on your particular tax situation. If you're in a tax situation where you are not, um, you're basically taking the standard deduction and you don't own a business, then more than likely, and this is not tax advice, this is just in general, more than likely you don't need to track your donations, but until you know for sure, keep your chart, right? Keep the chart and keep track of what you're donating so that when tax time comes around, you can know, oh yeah, I had enough expenditures this year for me to itemize. So this is great. I've got a list, right? It's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it is ultimately what I'm saying. Um, but in the vault, I will have a donation chart for you um, that you can use. But ultimately, you can find those pretty much anywhere. It's just a way for you to keep track of the donations that you're making. A lot of the nonprofits that you donate to will give you a receipt. Keep those receipts, right? Um, some will just give you a blank receipt. I know Goodwill does this. They'll give you a blank receipt for you to fill in what you actually donated. Um, but you wouldn't do that in the moment of donation. So you'd want your own chart that you just attach to that receipt. Okay, the next item are Ziploc-like bags. I'm not uh, endorsing Ziploc. I'm just saying those, the bags that zip close, right? Still close. These are really good for collecting small little things like paper clips and rubber bands or buttons or anything that is, you've got a couple of them and you just wanna have a home for them. You're just trying to get them all gathered in the same spot. Then you want to say, okay, this, this is where it goes, right? So when you see them join together, it's easy for you to identify what those are. And then you can go and take them wherever they're supposed to be. But in that immediate <clears throat> sorting environment, when you are in the moment of decluttering, when you are in a space focused on that space, you don't want to have to leave that space to go take items where they belong. You want to be able to sort them together first and then put them where they belong. And in some cases, you are really just going to say, okay, I haven't even gotten to that space to declutter. So right now I'm just going to pick this item or these things up that belong in that space over there. And I'm going to take them to that space, but you've already sorted them. So you don't want to just dump them in the space. You take it in its sorted environment to that space. So that may be, like I said, a box, it may be a Ziploc bag, um, or a, a Kroger bag. It could be anything, but it's something to allow you to combine items, sort items into like categories and keep those categories together. All right. Is ultimately for containment purposes. Okay. Another item are zip ties. Okay. Zip ties or rubber bands or anything that's going to help you <clears throat> contain the items together. 
So I think pins, you know, I do this a lot with pins. I do this with items that are a little more clunky, but I want to make sure that they are staying together and they don't, I don't lose pieces, right? That's zip ties are, are really great for that. And rubber bands. Um, Sharpies. Sharpies are great to write on tape. So a lot of times I will have a roll of masking tape or some type of tape that can easily be removed. And I will write the information as far as what the item is or, or what I plan to do with it on it and put it on the item. Okay. Um, so you can write, put your Sharpie and write it on a Ziploc bag, Ziploc like a bag on tape on a sticky note. Um, the Sharpies are really good for that. Now, having said that, <laughs> many of you all got excited and were like, ooh, I need a label maker. No, you do not. <laughs> we are not at that point that that comes in the, in the beautification stage. You do not need to purchase, nor do you need to utilize a label maker at this point in the game, because we are still decluttering. We are sorting. We are going through and, and making decisions on things, right? So that total item count is going to change and shift as you go through the various different categories, because you're going to start thinking, oh, I need this amount. And then you're going to run across a different category that makes kind of the decisions you made in the first one obsolete. So you're going to revisit and you're going to say, okay, no, I thought I needed this, but I really don't now that I think about it. Okay. So the Sharpie just helps you um, identify things in the moment. And then we can come back and, and correct as we do system development, as we do beautification, okay? All right, so I'm giving you a list um, for you to utilize, but this is not a list for you to go out and purchase all these things. If you don't have these things, most of these things are common household goods, right? But let's say you don't have a Sharpie. Don't go buy on a Sharpie. It's not necessary. You can just use a marker. You can just use a pen. Um, just find something that you can use to identify these items, um, or to mark these items. Um, <clears throat> If you don't have a Ziploc, I mean, a zip tie or um, rubber bands, then find little containers that you can utilize to contain something, right? So I've used Apple boxes, you know, iPhone boxes. I've used, um, uh, what are those, crystal light containers, just different things that will help you contain items temporarily until you can find the permanent home for them, okay? And we'll talk more about that as we go along, but remember everything we do in the declutter stage is a temporary solution until we get to system development. That's when we get into permanent um, systems. Right now, our goal, our focus is just to let go of the excess and the unnecessary, all right? Um, so the last thing that I want to leave you with, right, um, is that you can declutter without organizing, but you cannot organize without decluttering. So do not skip this stage. It is so very important um, for your entire organizing journey. And guess what? Decluttering doesn't cost a dime. So let's run through this and do it the way that we are supposed to. I'll talk to you in the next episode. All right, guys, you know it's action time. So I encourage you to take what you learned today 
and apply it to your Declutter Club Challenge action step. Now, if you haven't signed up yet for the free challenge, it's not too late. Go ahead over to organizedacademy.com. You're just gonna scroll down one or two times and you should see the link to the Declutter Club Challenge. You can sign up there for free. I look forward to seeing and hearing about your decluttering successes. So make sure you share them with me on Instagram or Facebook. And my handle there on both of those is at Dana L'Oreal Morales. I hope to talk to you soon. And until next time, I want you to stay happy and stay organized. Bye.